0: It is a beautiful evening. So, I'm going to talk to you about blindfolds. Now, I like to focus on simple approachable changes that create dramatic increases in intensity. And so, as always, value up front, Blindfolds are the single most powerful, useful, and underutilized sex toy. The deployment of a blindfold in an encounter can massively increase tactile and kinesthetic sensitivity, as in the way that you touch her will be massively amplified in its natural intensity. There will also be a lot more ambiguity around what you're doing, which you can then shape into an increased intensity as well. Another associated benefit of a blindfold is it prevents physical self-referencing visually. So what that means is if a girl is struggling to feel attractive to you, taking away Her ability to look at herself, to reference herself visually, physically, can almost completely eliminate that. It massively improves her confidence and her ability to relax and enjoy the experience that you are sharing together. So massive increases in intensity, massive decrease in guilt, shame, and fear On the part of the person wearing the blindfold, uh, not to mention massive increases in natural submissiveness and the ability for her to be led by you through the experience, and an increased sensory awareness of both touch and sound, which you can use very easily to maximize the intensity of the experience that you're creating. For these reasons, blindfolds are, in my opinion, the single most powerful sex toy and also one of the most underutilized ones. Now, the single most powerful hypnosis-based sex toy is a cardboard tube, but I already have another episode on that, so go and check that one out. Blindfolds. Now, there are a variety of different kinds of blindfolds. The simplest is to simply order your partner to close her eyes. And if she can maintain that for several minutes, that will have the effect of the part of her brain that interprets optical information switching over to focusing on tactile and auditory stimulation instead. So by closing her eyes for a few moments, her skin becomes massively more sensitive to touch and to awareness of the room and environment around her. So changes in air pressure, air temperature, air direction, um, and her ability to be afraid or to feel guilt or shame about her physical appearance is massively decreased. Now, I talk about the counterpoint to this in the episode on mirrors and the strategic and tactical use of mirrors, where you can use a mirror to force someone to continuously self-reference So you can prevent them from disassociating and you can either use that to humiliate them or you can use that to empower them, but you can absolutely use that to prevent them from disassociating, forcing them to constantly visually self-reference to maximize the intensity of that experience you're creating. And the example that I give in that podcast episode is having them masturbate on their knees in front of a mirror, repeating brainwashing phrases out loud while looking into their own eyes forces them to acknowledge that they are the one who is being brainwashed. And then you can stand behind them, put your hands on their head, oh, you know, switch their hair, all of the fun stuff. But the main use of mirrors is to prevent them from disassociating and maximize the intensity experience that they're having. Blindfolds operate in a very similar way, but obviously in the opposite direction. In this case, you are taking away their ability to physically self-reference visually, as in they can't see themselves. So they can't, they lose some degree of awareness of where their arms and legs are and what they're thinking and what they're feeling. They become untethered in their experience and therefore you can exploit that and use that to create a maximally intensive experience. So you blindfold them and then you can create confused sensations. You can Have them focus on what they're feeling in their body. You'll notice that um, inductions, hypnotic inductions that utilize visual elements will often, not always, but often become much more intense for someone when they're physically blindfolded. Now, we were talking before about types of blindfolds. The simplest is having them close their eyes. Another option is turning the light off in the room and making it as dark as possible. I myself have had wonderful experiences in hotel rooms and you draw the blinds and you kind of pin them back, maybe use a chair to kind of eliminate as much light as you can from the room, and then just instruct them to keep their eyes closed. But the best kinds of blindfolds in my experience are in a pinch, uh, in like an emergency, or not an emergency, in like a situation where you don't have a dedicated blindfold, you can often use a sleep mask as a blindfold. I would prefer a sleep mask with some structure to it. There are ones that um, allow you to kind of wear them without putting any pressure on your eyes. Those are the best ones. And often you travel with a sleep mask because of long plane flights. um, So that's something you can improvise. But the best kind of blindfolds are the ones that are made from a material and they have like a sheepskin and the sheepskin is nice and soft and it goes on the eyes. Obviously, if you're a Vegan, you can get fake leather, which is basically just plastic and fake sheepskin, I guess if you're really into having polyester on your face, but um the best ones are made from leather and sheepskin in my experience, you want something that evenly distributes the force over a wide area without putting any pressure at all on the eyes when they're closed. Hence, sheepskin is usually in my experience the best one now. When it comes to securing the blindfold in place, most of them will have a single strap because the people that design blindfolds are really dumb and they don't seem to understand how people's heads are shaped. But if you've ever used a scuba mask, one of those big masks with the glasses for diving underwater, you'll notice they have a strap that's either very wide at the back, so let's say like three or four inches wide from top to bottom, or they have like two straps with a kind of minimal strap in between so that it grabs the back of someone's head and doesn't shift around. Now, the solution that I have found, and I'm gonna try to explain this for you, take the blindfold, put it on their head, and then take their hair and kind of form a ponytail, one end over the top of the blindfold strap and the other end over the back of it, and then kind of combine them there to form a single ponytail using a hair elastic. Um, and that holds the blindfold very securely in place. Or you can build your own blindfold. Um, you, you can actually do this very convincingly. It's not something that I would recommend necessarily for long-term wear, but you can take a pair of diving goggles or scoop goals. Diving goggles are the little ones, scoop goals, scuba goggles are the bigger ones, and you can just paint them black. Um, I bought a pair for about $5 from a store once and then just painted the lenses black Um, and then stuck a piece of dark colored paper over it and then put some duct tape on top. They didn't look very pretty, but I had the girl close her eyes before I placed them on her so she couldn't see them before she was wearing them. And she could open her eyes and not see a thing perfectly comfortably. And she could wear them with a reasonable degree of tightness in the strap for a long time. Um, now, bearing in mind they're normally designed to be worn if you're a woman and you have a lot of hair, or a guy and you have a lot of hair. They're normally designed so that the straps are kind of silicony, or silicon-based, and they're kind of stretchy and they're grippy, and they're sort of designed to be worn ideally over a diving cap, so they can grip their hair quite a bit. So I would I would not over over-tight them, over-tighten them, sorry, as you don't need to have a watertight seal. I would just tighten them reasonably on someone's head but the advantage of using something like that is that you you do get a strap that comfortably distributes the load over the back of the head and i would get a strap where at the back of the head forgive the inexactness of my description where it's two straps joined by so two horizontal straps that go from left to right joined by a vertical strap at the back to ensure the spacing is consistent now you can also use a scuba mask um, but traveling with diving with a diving one is smaller and simpler. So if you're trying to save space in your luggage, like I often do, um, I would use those because they're smaller. A scuba mask is probably a little bit more comfortable, but scuba masks are also designed to go over someone's nose and completely prevent them from breathing through their nose. So you'll either have to cut that open, which kind of destroys the mask so they can breathe more comfortably through their nose, or ensure that you are maintaining their airway throughout whatever experiences you have planned. For this reason, I would say in order of preference, it's close their eyes, then close their eyes in a dark room, being better, then diving glasses that are blacked out or painted over that are you know, completely impossible to see through, better, And then a sheepskin blindfold with a two strap at the back would be the absolute best. So we've talked a bit about hardware. Now, maximizing the intensity of sensations. So when you're moving someone who is blindfolded around, the movements should be slow and supportive. So you should guide them. Imagine that they are blind and, well, and that they have no experience being blind because people that are blind often learn to navigate environments very instinctually. You will need to navigate that environment for them. So don't push them down on the bed unless you want to create shock and confusion. Um, Instead, I would usually recommend beginning as a level one kind of activity with taking her by the hand and then by the elbow and guiding her gently. And I would also pre-frame everything by describing what she was going to do just before she did it. So one meter in front of you is the bed. It comes up to the height of your knees. You will walk forward as I guide you and then you will turn around as I guide you and then you will sit down until you are comfortably on the bed. But the easiest way to do this is actually to just blindfold her once she's on the bed. Um, But you can use moving her around the room to disorient her, confuse her and make her very reliant on you, particularly if she hasn't seen the room yet. For example, if you blindfold her in the corridor in the hallway, and then bring her into the room, rather than bringing her into the room, letting her map it out, visually, and then blindfolding her. So that's one way you can use confusion and disorientation. Now, confusion and disorientation are used structurally. Eliminate the click to facilitate the creation of a deeper dependence of her on you in that moment. However, I would begin by not going for confusion and disorientation, but basically how I would do it is guide her to the bed, have her feel out the edges of the bed with her eyes closed or blindfolded, and then blindfold her so she knows the domain of the bed. and The bed becomes a little island of calm and safety and security, where she's kind of helpless within that domain, within the larger room. But after a couple of minutes of being blindfolded, you will notice a massive increase in her level of submissiveness, in her level of docility, or how docile she is. So I tend to move away myself from the use of this as a mindfuck or a confusion or a disorientation tool. Um, And I tend to use this more as a tool myself to focus someone on the experience that I'm creating for them. Now, pairing being blindfolded with being very comfortably and also capably restrained is also extremely powerful. For this, I would advocate that you build an under-bed restraint system. Now, I've covered how to do this in another episode but you can either buy a simple system for a reasonable price, or you can build something yourself. Building something yourself is the DIY option, and it can be cheaper. Plus, you get a real, like, industrial feel to it. But, um, and, of course, you can use, like, bigger and more intimidating straps. Um, but you can also buy prepackaged ones. But pair that with a, an underbed restraint system that leaves them comfortably spread-eagled on the bed on their back. So this allows them to be lying on their back in the center of the bed, blindfolded comfortably, while having their arms stretched out to the left and the right of them. Not too tense, but almost at the limit of their extension. And the legs optionally either spread out to the left and the right uh, towards the end of the bed or loose so that you can put her legs on your shoulders and power fuck her until she can't walk straight. The other thing that you can do with blindfolds is it both increases the touch sensitivity that she has. So this makes physical torture or something more intense, like orgasm. See, I I get so frustrated with people that like that think that BDSM is like oh a blindfold and a feather duster and and yes that can be amazing and intense and intimate, but it's also okay to like tie someone up and then fuck the shit out of them, or blindfold them and then fuck the shit out of them. Um, It is not the time to blindfold them and introduce a new person they haven't previously consented to, um, and then the two of you fucking the shit out of them, but blindfolding someone for a threesome or a group sex experience is amazingly good at making women forget to be self-conscious the entire time. They just stop being self-conscious. They stop feeling guilty, they stop feeling bad about it, and they just become absolutely and utterly overwhelmed with the intensity of the experience. They can't tell whose hands are whose. They can't tell whose cock is whose. They are being, you know, held down, one guy on each arm, one guy on each leg, three guys variously penetrating her. And the intensity of the experience is really, really intense. The other thing that you can do is you compare being blindfolded with brainwashing. And so this entire time that she's having an intense group sex experience or she's being with you, you can have one headphone in her ear, like a little Apple EarPod thing uh, or something similar, um, playing a brainwashing loop or a mantra or something that you've created specifically for her or something that you've grabbed from the resources folder that is designed to put her into a trance and into a suggestible state and create increases in responsiveness you know mantras about being a good doll or a good submissive or a good toy or a good piece of property just looping endlessly in the background while she's has while she has her other ear free to listen to you talking to her while you're fucking her now i do want to emphasize here it's important that sex is a give and take. So it's not just you doing stuff to her all the time and then her going, wow, that was so amazing. Thank you for the three hours of your perfectly focused attention and literally decades of skill. That was nice. K, thanks, bye. This is how both of you can create a super intense experience for the other person. So absolutely tie your boyfriend up. Absolutely. Sit on his face. Absolutely blindfold him. Absolutely do stuff to him. Absolutely, you should be playing the three minute game and you can work blindfolds into this. You can work restraints into this. I try to give much more specific advice than the other fucktards out there that are like, I don't know, try choking sometime or I don't know, try spanking sometime. I'm like, that is unbearably, retardedly not useful. Like, how do they do that? When should they do that? Why would they wanna do that? What are the advantages of that? There's so many pieces missing from that puzzle that would allow someone to successfully create that experience that saying something like try spanking is worse than useless. So, narrowing the scope back down to blindfolds. Increases in tactile sensitivity allow for things like torture, orgasm denial. You can tease them. Um, I'm not really into tickling people. I know that's some people's thing. But if you're blindfolded, that sensation gets massively increased too. I'm more into like orgasm, torturing them until they can't like hold back any longer and then you have to force them to come while they're restrained. That's kind of my thing. That's I have a lot of things that I enjoy, but that's one thing that I do enjoy. And that experience is definitely enhanced by a blindfold. Now, the other thing here, and this is not a substitute for working on your sense of deservedness. Sense of deservedness is covered in, I think, episode two and three of this podcast, because I reordered it a little while ago to make it make more sense. Um, But it's not a substitute for that. However, in a pinch, it can be used to prevent someone from feeling shame and guilt about something that is being done to them or something that they are enjoying. Basically, you put a blindfold on a girl and she stops feeling bad about the fact that she thinks that she's fat, generally. Now, what happens there is you will need to take her internal dialogue, which will be massively reduced by the presence of a blindfold, and you will need to replace that internal dialogue with something that is conducive to the creation of the experience. So, what you would do is you take a blindfold, then you have a little apple ear pod in one ear or the equivalent from a different brand, same thing, you know the format I'm talking about, looping through a mantra either in your voice or in her voice or something pre-made that you've picked up from the resources folder, looping through that so that it replaces her internal dialogue with something positive and constructive and useful. I am a good toy, I am happy, I am relaxed, I am whatever it is that you want her to be, right? And the best version of that is her recording it in her own voice while she is audibly aroused. So if you can, create a recording of that from her saying those phrases on the script in a way that she can hear in her own voice how aroused she is and then play that back to her at a later date while she's blindfolded. She will fixate on that audio and that audio will replace her own internal dialogue. The other thing that you can pair this with, like a good, you know, fish and wine pairing, or a steak and wine pairing, is blindfold, um, ear pod with a brainwashing loop, and then your own voice, brainwashing her as well at the same time. She'll have difficulty following this, consciously at least, and she'll be able to slip into a much more suggestible state. And what you'll be able to do is is cancel out any negative self-talk that you might have. Now, I know this sounds like I'm harping on a particular problem, but I know that a lot of girls suffer from low self-esteem. And I'm going to do my usual thing here and say, obviously, this applies to guys too. But if your partner, let's use a man as an example, if your male partner is restrained and blindfolded and he doesn't really think that he looks that good naked, you can absolutely blindfold him to help him to feel better about being naked. helps him in the short term to feel much less self-conscious. Then you take a brainwashing loop. I'm not really sure about this one because in my experience, men, when being brainwashed, have tended to prefer the female voice of their intimate partner. Whereas women, well, actually, no. No, that's true both ways, yeah. Rather than their own voice. But with women, they respond differently, but also very strongly To both the voice of their male partner in their ear and the voice of themselves in their ear. So, yeah, use whatever you find works best. But the intention there is to overwhelm their internal dialogue, which prevents them from feeling guilty about what is happening to them or feeling bad about, you know, being fat or being ugly or having bad looking teeth or something. Whatever. And I'm not mocking people, I'm not making fun of them. I'm saying, people often can grab onto things about themselves that they don't personally like, but those opinions are entirely subjective and not objective descriptions of their physical attractiveness or subjective descriptions that match the subjective description of their partner's interpretation of their attractiveness. I have been with a lot of girls who did not like the way they looked naked, but I was very, very happy with how they looked naked. Like, gorgeous girls. right? And so I used to use this technique quite a lot to help them to switch their brain off and feel better about being naked, being sexual, and enjoying having things done to them and doing things to me. Now, another thing that's important to mention is the use of blindfolds and massage. So one of my favorite things in the world to combine is blindfolds and massage. Specifically, to blindfold the person who is receiving the massage and for you as the person giving the massage or vice versa, whatever. I do want to emphasize, I know it sounds a bit annoying, but I do want to emphasize that both partners should be doing something actively to the other partner at some point during the sexual interaction. I'm going to have to do an episode on this at some point in the future, but it's going to be about how a lot of relationships become very unbalanced and it basically turns into the guy doing everything and the girl going, that was nice. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye. And how unfulfilling and toxic and harmful that is to someone's sense of self-worth. We've got a whole series planned on how to avoid that from happening. How to avoid that being allowed to continue happening. But do not read into these descriptions that you as the male partner should always be doing stuff to her. It should be equal. And the easiest way to do that equal in the sense that you're doing stuff to her 50% of the time and she's doing stuff to you 50% of the time. Just showing up doesn't win you an award. This is more for the you know female submissives out there. Just being physically present, that's not a contribution to anything. I've met so many absolutely useless submissives, profoundly, deeply, unrepentantly useless submissives who genuinely think that, what is expected of them is to physically arrive at the location, and that's it. That is all that is expected from them. And, and then he will handle every other thing. You will be a passive object. He will do all of the stuff to you. You won't even hold his hand, let alone fuck him back. And then at the end of the night, you'll say, okay, thanks, bye, that was fun. And he'll go, why the fuck am I wasting my time with this girl, right? So lots of content coming out to prevent that from happening, but what you should read into this is the three minute game is your default, right? It is your go-to. It is your, if in doubt, do this. Why? Because it's balanced. It prevents you from spending the entire time giving and it prevents her from spending the entire time receiving. And it solves a number of other structural problems that I will outline in more detail in that episode. But that's some of the ways that you can use brainwashing techniques to create a really, really intense sensory experience for your partner, All right? And I have another episode on this where I talk about this in more detail, plus um, how to use specifically constructed brainwashing machines, but we're focusing today on blindfolds. So it's basically the best single, unappreciated sex toy that exists, and I think it is the best single sex toy that exists. Um, It is tremendously flexible. It is tremendously valuable. It has a number of applications. One of the most important secondary benefits is that it shuts down the vast majority of someone self-referencing visually, physically. So they can't look at themselves and think I'm fat or feel fat in the same way. And from that standpoint, it's very easy to pop a little headphone in their ear and overwhelm their inner dialogue with positive and empowering mantras and brainwashing loops so that you can put her in the right frame of mind to be thoroughly fucked and to enjoy herself without feeling guilty or ashamed of the way she might look. It's a short-term solution. The long-term solution is raise a deservedness, get therapy, you know, get therapy basically. If you want advice on that topic, send me an email. Um, you can find my contact details on the website, but they are thewordsmithspeaks at pm.me is my email address, and the website of course is thewordsmithspeaks.com. So summarizing blindfolds, super useful, extremely cheap, very easy to improvise, from least good, I think, to best would be tell them to close their eyes, which again, even as it's the least good option, works extraordinarily well and is free and is very, very easy to travel with. <laughs> That's a joke because you don't have to travel with anything. All right, you can, you can improvise that. Close your eyes, keep them closed. And then you act in a way that allows her to continue to have them closed. So you don't push her off balance because of course her instinctive reaction is gonna to be to open her eyes. And it will create a sense of mistrust unless you're going for like a mind fucks, like redirect thing, right? But the, the version that I would instruct you to go with is basically put her on the bed, tell her to close her eyes, tell her to keep them closed, and then turn the lights down low enough that you can see what you're doing, or also you should close your eyes, right? I was talking about this before when it comes to massages, but One of my personal favorite things to do in the entire world is give massages. And when I do, it's, first of all, you can do anything when you give a massage. You can be in complete control of the situation, which obviously is very appealing to me. But you can do everything from pampering your princess and being super gentle and supportive all the way through to absolute sadism in the most brutal, invasive, uncompromising way. And everything in between is fantastic. Massage, <laughs> the other underrated sex toy. <laughs> That's a ratchet and clank reference. Um, it's a very oblique reference, so don't be surprised if, that, yeah, if you don't get it. But um, so, when you're doing something to someone, if you can safely and comfortably close your eyes, I would strongly recommend that you do that too. Um, massage is the most common time that I would do this. I wouldn't recommend doing it when you need visual feedback, like if you're flogging someone, don't do that. As in, don't close your eyes when you're flogging someone. But if you're tying them, absolutely. I think that would be a passive enough activity that you could comfortably and safely close your eyes, at least for certain parts of that. Obviously, if you're tying someone, you're taking separate classes on this, and you know to avoid areas, but have blood vessels close to the skin, blah, 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 all that stuff. That's rope safe, that's a separate topic. But I like to tie people with my eyes closed because it's much more fun, right? And because closing off my visual centers of perception allows me to sink much more deeply into what I'm feeling and what I'm focusing on. So when you're massaging somebody, close your eyes. When you're tying them, the most important tip is to keep consistent, firm tension on the rope But the second most important tip is close your eyes, I think, close your eyes, right? Massively increases the intensity of the experience both for you and for them. It becomes so much more connective, so much more tactile. When you're tying someone, blindfold first. But those in my experiences are the two primary benefits of using a blindfold. Massively increases the tactile sensitivity of the person and massively decreases their shame, guilt, um, fear of being chubby or fat or ugly or unattractive physically, okay? Um, It also makes them much more docile. It lowers their inhibitions and they generally find it much easier to do things that being able to see themselves would prevent them from being able to easily do. I know that's a convoluted sentence. It's the opposite of what you would do with the mirrors episode. So making them do something and then forcing them to acknowledge that they're doing it really drives home that they are doing this. Whereas blindfolding them makes it easier for them to potentially do things that they wouldn't normally be able to do because if they can see themselves doing them, they might feel self-conscious about being fat or whatever other reason they might feel self-conscious. Now, ideally, you would run them through a training program that I'm developing to prevent them from feeling sexually self-conscious. But this blindfolds approach works pretty capably and comfortably in the short term. And of course, this pairs beautifully with one ear pod in, brainwashing them with loops and mantras in their own voice or in your voice, while you're brainwashing and hypnotizing them, or giving them commands and directives using established effective language patterns, topic of a future episode, and makes them vastly more responsive to following those verbal commands. Particularly if you combine that with simultaneously brainwashing them in one ear, because it makes it hard for them to follow consciously what they're doing, and they're much more likely to default to, I obey, I'm okay with this, I'm gonna accept what you're saying, as true, comply and move forward with that as my changed reality so that now I can have better sex. Because ultimately, the purpose of all of this is to have more fun in bed. I feel like that's a point worth mentioning until I am thoroughly sick of mentioning it. The point of this is to have more fun. It's not to fixate on blindfolds as a fetish object. It is not to see them as a tool or an end in themselves. It is to create fun, to incorporate this thing effortlessly into the flow of the back and forth. I really must teach a Tantra class at some point. Into the flow of the back and forth between the two of you, right? A blindfold is something that you can pull out anytime you like. You can tell them to close their eyes and it has very, very strong positive benefits. So another couple of examples, and then I'll wrap this up. Turn the lights off. Have your, have, it's not just the turning the lights off because if you turn the lights off and their eyes are open, they will still try to reference objects in the room to orient themselves. So lights off, eyes closed. And if their eyes are closed and it's darker, even if they do open them for a moment, they can just close them again and they won't have to deal with, you know, like flash blindness of having their eyes closed for a long time and then having a very bright light and then, you know, having to deal with that. And I I genuinely think that this removes a huge amount of pressure from the partner, from both of you really, and it maximizes the amount of connection you can have. So what I would do there is put them on the bed, have them close their eyes, turn the lights out, do the stuff to them, have them do the stuff to you, play the three minute game with each other back and forth all the time. If in doubt, three minute game. If you like each other, three minute game. If it's a day of the week that ends in a Y, at least in English, Three minute game, right? German, it's very different. Um, their days of the week all in with different letters. Not all completely different letters, but not always a Y. But closing your eyes allows you to maximize the intensity of your connection with your partner. One of my favorite things in the entire world to do is massage someone with my eyes closed. And I can sink into that state for literally hours and it's absolutely ecstatic. So if you're touching your partner, touch them with your eyes closed because your eyes will, your brain will prioritize visual input. And when you take that away from yourself, I hesitate to use the the phrase, take that away from yourself. What What I mean is when you focus on your other senses by closing your eyes, you'll become massively more responsive both to them touching you and to you touching them. You'll be able to connect with them, feel them right? And then you can tie them up, you can finger fuck them, you can touch them, you can connect with them physically in a much deeper way. So in as many ways as you possibly, I mean, obviously you can use eye contact as well, another podcast episode I have to make, but this is the topic we're talking about today, blindfolds. So I hope that explains a bunch of things. As always, look at the transcript if you'd like a full accounting of this episode. There will also be episode notes in the resources folder, which you can find on the website at thewordsmithspeaks.com. And of course, you can always email me at thewordsmithspeaks at pm.me. I hope this has been useful to you. There was or should be a list of reputable sex toy retailers separated by country in one of the books that I've written in the resources folder. I'll have to dig that list out because that would be a good place to say, you know, go here, buy a blindfold. Um, The other thing of course you can do is make one, buy a cheap pair of diving goggles and then black the lenses out with either some paper and some masking tape over the top, masking tape, like duct tape um, in black, which will block out the light pretty compellingly Um, or you can paint over the lenses and then put a bit of tape over the top as well. But that'll create something really comfortable that will block out all of the light while still allowing their eyes to open comfortably. They just can't see anything, anything at all. Always test, of course, on yourself to make sure that it's comfortable. And, but of course they can't actually see anything through them. But the ultimate version of this that I have ever seen in the wild is a nice thick elastic strap that was adjustable. Attached to a leather pad, which had sheepskin facing the eyes, so not not the hard part of sheepskin, but the the soft, fluffy sheepskin part facing the eyes, so that the force was distributed evenly across the face. There was no marking. There was no plastic materials, and they could be comfortably worn for you know multiple hours at a time. So. That's the hardware you'll need, that's why you would use this, that's how you will use this, and that's how you can combine it with other things. If you liked this episode, send me an email sometime, or you can message me on Telegram as well. I always love receiving those. Ask me questions. Um, I guess probably the thing that makes me the happiest, besides questions, uh, is if you tell me about a time that you used something in these episodes with your partner and it either went amazingly well or it went badly, but Just a time that you used it. I always enjoy hearing about when people have used things that I've built. So thank you for listening.